This is People Like Us, a show about Alt NBA alumni. Here's Stephen Thompson from Alt NBA 13. So, Stephen, I want to take a, a trip into the past for a bit. Who were you before Alt NBA? So I originally went to school to be a music major. I want to be a professional saxophone player. That was my goal uh, when I was in college. And <clears throat> it didn't go very well. Uh, I ended up actually failing out of college. And uh, that wasn't good. So I, I got back into college. And I had to make some major life changes because I was really not doing well. Uh, and I think there was a lot of reasons for why I wasn't doing well at the time, making poor lifestyle choices. And then I really turned my life around and you know, really embraced a, a faith-based community. And then I started rebuilding kind of what my life was going to be. And then I uh, was working at the time. It was in graduate. I wanted to go to graduate school. After I was, this music thing wasn't really working out. I really got into speech and debate. And then I wanted to go to graduate school to become a professor. I wanted to become a spe- either speech and debate professor or I wanted to become a professor of theology. Now, because I had done so poorly in school, I was, it was a hard time for me to get into a graduate program. So I got really lucky. I was uh, a McDonald's manager at the time in grad school. And I was in, I was had to audit my uh, communication program because I didn't have the grades to get into it. And a coach professor of a competing program came into the McDonald's I was working at and said, Hey, do you want to come coach speech and debate at our college? And it was a tiny liberal arts college. It also was a, had a theology program as well. And I was really into theology. And uh, I said, yes. So I immediately went from being an, a McDonald's manager to being an adjunct faculty member at this liberal arts college. So I'm an adjunct faculty member. And I also, along with coaching speech and debate, I got a job uh, teaching homeschool kids speech and debate. So I'm like in my early 20s and I'm teaching, I'm a faculty member, but I still want to get that theology degree. So I did not have the grades at all to get into this program. So basically when I sat down with a counselor, they said, well, you can take a class for no grades. And if you do really well on that, then you can then audit a course again for no credit. And if you do well in that, then you will get admitted as a full student. So I was like, well, what the heck? Let's go for it. So I took a course for no credit and I got and, and wrote papers and did all the work. And the professor gave me, you know, an A. And then I went and, you know, leveraged that into getting into the program. And then I leveraged that into becoming a full student. And then along the way, I got asked by my church to move to Los Angeles, California. And I was at 32 hours in my program. And I wanted to come to Los Angeles. So I moved to Los Angeles. I had a plan to finish my program. I never finished it. But uh, I started my first year I in Los Angeles. I thought I would just get a job. And I started applying for all these education jobs. And I got one. And then the day before uh, school was to start, the person came to me and said, Hey, we're sorry, but the teacher who had your job, she left, but now she wants to come back and you can be a sub. So they took the job away from me. So now I'm like, I got to do something. So I spent a year just doing all these jobs. I did sales jobs. I did everything under the sun and I was a failure. 
complete failure at like sales. And I was being a tech, I was trying to be a technical recruiter, a headhunter, and I couldn't do it. I was failing miserably. And then I got uh, a, a lucky break. I got a job at a learning center and I parlayed that job in a learning center into a job with a private school. And then I wanted to be a writer. I wanted to be a musician and I was getting married and my wife said, you know what, we've got to do something here. And then I just formalized the process. I went back to school. I got my teaching credential and I moved into public schools. And then after working my teaching credential, I went into administration. I got my administrative credential. Then I became an assistant principal. Then I became a principal. So that was my journey as an educator. So looking at who you were before Alt-MBA and who you are now, how would you say you changed during Alt-MBA? I think for me is that I stopped hiding. You know, I, I think, and, and however that shakes out, there's a lot of, like the shipping part of it, that's easy for me. Because I, you know, I've had my podcast, I have my writing, but the wanting to share my share things with other people that I've changed, uh, wanting to, and finding a system to put my ideas in the world has changed, and I think I feel so much freer now. I've changed as a person where I'm not really looking for that validation. You know, like I came into Alt-MBA with a chip on my shoulder and I want to prove myself. And now I think I'm just settling into, I'm just going to be myself. I'm going to be the best version of Steven, you know, every day. And that means all these ideas that I have had carrying around in my head and sometimes on, you know, hard drives or in Google Sheets somewhere, I'm now doing them. Or things that people have told me that I should have done, I've been doing. And I think that's how I've become different to where like, I think it's sort of like I'm going from strength to strength rather than going from, okay, I got to go back and work on my weaknesses. I got to get all these weaknesses out of my life. No, I just need to just sit down and show up, merely ship. And there's a lot and just sort of like take away the emotional stuff and just be a professional. And I think that's really what I'm learning how to be a professional to where now I feel like I can make the change that I want to make and there's no fear, there's no scarcity. And I think I had built a lot of life in my head around fear and scarcity. And I believe that fear and scarcity would protect me. Like if I'm afraid of the worst case scenario, I can plan for the worst case scenario and I won't get hurt and everything in life, I will move sm- smoothly through life. And that works, It's a glass, but there's a glass ceiling to that. It's like a book I read by Richard War called Falling Upward. And he talked about that the, you know, the way you structure the first half of your life will be good for the first half of your life. But eventually those structures that you put together will become not benefit you. Because when you need to choose between the good and the good, and if you framed your life in terms of scarcity, because there was a time when you needed structure to prevent you from doing harmful things. You know, there was reasons why I did poorly in school. But once I got to the point where I was doing well and I got more opportunities, I didn't need that scarcity mindset. Well, if I choose to start a, my own school, then I'm going to fall apart financially. Or if I choose to start, you know, my own business, I'm going to fall apart financially. And I should stay in a job that I hate because it's the right thing to do. No, if you hate your job and you want to do something different and other people, and you've got everything down skill wise, then the only thing left is your story. 
and a chip on my shoulder, it's not a positive story. And I think getting that story out of my head really helped me to really now begin to be the person I sort of really wanted to be. And what's next for you or what are you working on now? Uh, right now, I'm working on my own business, which is called Stephen J. Thompson LLC. And under Stephen J. Thompson LLC, I set up a business of executive coaching for educators and also executive co- coaching for homeschooling. And I do virtual courses for families who homeschool. And then my big project is that I'm starting a charter school in California. And with that, I don't know the vocabulary. I guess I'm going to call myself a school developer. And uh, in that is right now I'm writing a charter petition to submit to the board of Los Angeles Unified. I'm going for that in November. And uh, that's fun to, to start my own school. I really am enjoying that. And I got wanted to be a blended learning school, wanted to be you know, virtual and also site-based. A lot of design thinking, a lot of machine learning, artificial intelligence, a lot of principles that I'm putting into this program, both from a uh, educational standpoint as far as working with students, but it's also my big thing is uh, decentralization of bureaucracies. And there's a lot of waste right now in education, and educators get blamed for it. And they say that there's no budget and there's no money for programs. But really, the, the hardcore issue is that there's centralized bureaucracy in education. And there's positions that you know exist and we don't know what they're doing. They don't provide daily benefits to a child. And I don't want to be the person to you know say, let's get rid of you know somebody who's been working in a career for 30 years and they're really in a made-up position that doesn't serve children. I, I don't want to be that person. But I want to be the person I think you can start an organization and provide resources to students and teachers and do it in a fiscally responsible way. Well, I'm, I'm excited to see what that looks like. Thanks for listening. Check out the show notes for ways to contact Stephen.